shotglassdigital.com. Geek Out Loud is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash geekout. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player of your choice. Audibletrial.com slash geekout. Help us out, guys. Come on. Come on, help us out. On this episode of Geek Out Loud, as we rush toward the release of Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, man, oh man, are the theories out there from fans. I'm going to try to tackle one or two of them tonight on your safe place to geek out! Everybody, it's Geek Out Loud, your safe place to geek out on the internet. This is the original goal, the OG goal, Geek Out Loud. Yours truly, Steve Glosson, along with you, and glad to be so as, uh, man, you know, we, I'm just going to tell you from the outset, you know, one of the things I've always tried to do on this show is be positive. You know, attitude is life's paintbrush. It can color any situation. Saw a poster that said that one time in a classroom somewhere that I spent a lot of days, apparently, and I memorized it. it. took me a while. It took me most of that school year to memorize that poster. But once I did, it stuck. And so I always feel like, you know, to be positive and to have a good time with the things that we love, that's what matters most, you know, not to not to tear down, but to build up, to celebrate what we enjoy and if we don't enjoy it, we kind of leave it over the side. For example, let me just give you a quick for example. Uh, there's a new Star Trek TV series apparently in the works now. I don't care, so I'm not going to talk about it. People can email me about it, you can ask me, and I'll just say, yeah, that's happening, and I'll move on. I'm not going to tear down what you love. If you love the Star Trek, that's your business. I'm not going to tear it down. I'm not going to try to make you feel less than because you like the less than franchise, the less than star franchise. I'm not going to do that. That would be uncouth. That's not how I roll. Um, But there's a good chance we might make some people angry tonight if they get wind of this podcast. I may even try to make this podcast link bait so that people will click on it and Huffington Post will read repost it and and quote this and the nerdist will post and requote one fat star wars fan angry about fan theories i'm not angry just saying just one of those things just one of those things that you know it's kind of got my kind of got me thinking got me processing want to talk about it so that's what we're going to be talking about on this episode of geek out loud 
So strap in. Should be fun. Before we get into that, though, just want to say thanks to everyone who uses the Amazon links at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com. And uh, when we when you do that, it helps the shows out tremendously. And we got Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all kinds of other things coming up here in November. So just click, instead of typing in Amazon.com, type in geekoutpodcast.com or geekoutonline.com. Click on the Amazon links you'll find right there on the page. And uh, then do your shopping. It'll be fun. If you're so inclined, go ahead and clear your cookies. I think that's a thing that needs to happen. I, you know, my mama said one time she was having some internet troubles and, and one of my siblings was trying to help her out and said, well, uh, you need to get rid of all your cookies. And my mom, <laughs> my, my sweet mother said, oh, I don't want to do that. I like cookies. So, you know, if, if you don't, if you're not too attached to the cookies, if you clear them, it'll really make sure that everything goes through there. So, also a very special thank you so much to everyone who supports us directly at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. Um, you guys are more than anything else what keeps the shows going. Uh, if the Patreon dries up, the podcast will dry up, I promise you, because we just can't keep going at the rate we're going uh, without your support. Uh, our featured supporter is Steve Crowder. After a tragic accident involving ice falling off a roof, Crowder had to have many of his body parts and extremities replaced with bionics. He is one-fourth of the incredible Crowder Brothers, a team devoted to fighting crime wherever it rears its ugly head. Steve Crowder, our featured supporter on this episode of Geek Out Loud. Now, I know there's a lot of you guys who are supporters and faithful, faithful Patreon supporters who are wondering, where have uh, all the exclusive podcasts gone? You are about to be barraged with exclusive podcasts. At least six uh, coming pretty fast and furious over the next few weeks um, as we walk through the Star Wars movies together. It's going to be like a giant episode of Steve's Star Wars Corner watching those movies together. And um, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a fun time to get those finally out to you guys. And I apologize for the delay on those. It's been, it has been a mess, gang. It's been a mess. Uh, in old podcast world, trying to get everything done and in all with all that we do, so um, so there you go. There's that information for you. Now I'm excited to bring on uh, a very special guest for a few minutes here on the old Geek Out Loud. Hello, hello. This is live. Who's calling? Uh oh. We kind of had this problem the other day. Let me type. <laughs> oh, hey. Hello? Hey, who's this? No, you're fine. Hey, Steve. Hey, Derek. Hey there. How are you? I'm great. How are you, man? Welcome to Geek Out Loud. You're always welcome here. Who you got with you? Some microphone fright. There's a there's a little bit of a delay, so I'm trying to make the best. I, I have Wesley with me. What how much of a delay is there, Apple? <laughs> hey Wesley. <laughs> how <laughs> Can you talk to Uncle Steve? <laughs> Wesley, hello. 
Wesley, tell me something. How old are you? Four. Four years old. And I understand you've been watching the Star Wars trailer. Mm-hmm. And are you excited about Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about Star Wars. What do you like about it that you've seen? Um, Ray? You like Ray? You're a big fan of Ray? Uh-huh. What about BB-8? Yes. Yes. <laughs> do you, I, I hear that you have a BB-8. Yes. What, what does he do? Nothing. He just turns his head. Just that's all he does is turn his head. Yes, he doesn't make noise. Oh no! Well, does your daddy have a BB-8? Yes. What does that BB-8 do? His head is a magnet. Oh, his head is a magnet. Does he does he roll around places? Yes. Does do you ever get to play with him? Yes. And is that does he make noise? Yes. Can, he's hard though. He's hard to he's hard to make go. Do, what is he? Can you tell me what he sounds like? Uh, I can't remember. You can't remember. Okay, all right. Well, what else about that Star Wars trailer do you like? I know you like Ray. What else, is there? Anything else in there you think is pretty neat, pretty cool? The Death Star. The de- <laughs> what Death Star? The Death Star that blows up. Oh, okay. Oh, you're talking about in the movie Star Wars. Yes. Wow. So you've seen the movies? Yeah, not all of them. Not all of them? Just a few? Just a few. Who Do you have a favorite character from Star Wars? Ray. Ray is your favorite character. All right. So she's it. Man. And so let me ask you this. Um, are you going to go see the movie when it's out in the movie theaters? Is Dad, yes. Are you going to make Daddy take you? Yes. Are you kind of the boss at your house? No. You're, you don't. <laughs> I feel like you may be kind of the boss at your house. No, my daddy is. Oh, your daddy's the boss. Your daddy's the boss. What are some now? What are some other things you like? I remember that that you kind of like. Tell Uncle Steve who you were for Halloween. Who were Ray. you? You were Ray for Halloween. Yes. Well, that's cool. What? A, so, you, did you dress up and and look like her? Yes. Did my mommy didn't do good on the costume? She didn't. No. <laughs> well, why not? Why do you say that? Well, she didn't get all the parts, really. Oh, okay. What parts were you missing? She um, did all right. What? Um, what are your favorite parts of the trailer? Um, my favorite parts are. When Ray shows up and she's crying. When she's crying? Yeah. Why she is... puts her head down and she has tears. Yeah. Why is that your favorite part? Well, because I love Ray. Okay, but you don't want to see her sad, do you? No. No. How? What else? Do you have any other favorite parts of uh, of the trailer? Um, yes. Oh, oh, good. That's a, you know what set myself up for a one-word answer. What are some of your other favorite parts of the trailer? Um, BB-8. Yes. BB-8 and Ray walking. Yeah, that, I like that part too. I like that part too. Um, what do you? Let me ask you this now. What? How do you feel about Chewbacca? Uh, yes, my daddy's afraid he's gonna die in the new movie. What? Come on, no. <laughs> yeah. Why is he afraid of that? Daddy is. 
Oh, man. I'm not. I hope he doesn't. Don't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I hope he doesn't. I like Chewbacca. Can you? Thank you. Now, let me ask you this. Can you make a Chewbacca noise? Can you talk like Chewbacca? Uh, I can't make the noise, no. but he, I can. You can? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay, we'll make a Chewbacca noise. Is that what? <laughs> yes. He kinda, does, does, does he sound kind of like this? Yes. <laughs> Do you, hey, now, let me ask you this. Do you have a lightsaber? Yes. You do? What color is it? Blue. Blue. Man. I don't have a gun, though. No. Well, you don't need a gun if you got a lightsaber, right? Well, I was hoping to have a gun because I was missing the gun for Ray. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't... She has a... I thought... I didn't know she had a gun. I thought she had... Well, I guess she does have a gun in the trailer, doesn't she? Uh-huh. There is that one part. You're exactly right. Now, listen. Someone asked me, what do you think of R2-D2? He's fine. He's fine? Do you My daddy has a Lego R2 up there. Oh, yeah? Hey, does daddy let you play with his Legos? No. Of course not. Why would he do that? Now, which do you like better, R2-D2 or BB-8? BB-8. BB-8. All right. All right. That's awesome. Man, I'm I'm excited about Star Wars. I love some Star Wars. I have a whole room full of Star Wars stuff, Wesley. <laughs> Did you know that? No. Well, now you do, because I told you. Have, <laughs> have you watched any of the Star Wars cartoons, like Rebels or the Clone Wars? No. No? Well, do you know there are Star Wars cartoons out there? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, I think your daddy should look Daddy told those. me there was a Soka in there. Yes, Ahsoka. She's She is great. She is awesome. So, uh, I really like her. What are some other characters I want to ask you about? Let's see. What about Finn? Do you know who yes. do you know who Finn is? He stands up with sweat. He does. <laughs> Here, Wes, I'm gonna... He does stand up with sweat. Okay. That is awesome. That is such a great grab. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad because I can't I don't have a headphone splitter up here. Mm-hmm. And um here Wes sit in my lap for a second. And you're talking out of my phone, Steve, while I'm trying Nice. To, nice. I'm trying to listen to you and there's such so, a delay. So that's Come the here. delay on you're listening through the Mixler app? I am and it's it's so bad. Oh so, I mean it's it's good. It's you, but it's uh, well it's thank fun, you so, so much. Thank you so fun. much. So i I'm gonna relay questions here for a minute so okay. we can all right. Well, Wesley's doing great, by the way. She seems to be. She's she is. She's she's a natural podcaster. Hey, tell Uncle Steve who you fought at Disney World. I fought Darth Vader. I saw pictures of you fighting Darth Vader. Did what you? What color win? was your lightsaber? I told him. She, he, what color was the lightsaber you used to fight Darth Vader? That wasn't yours, though. Blue. Blue. Yeah, she has a blue lightsaber. She told me that already. You saw Darth Maul that day too, didn't you? Yes, he came out to the parents, and I was kind of scared of Darth Maul. Are you scared of Darth Maul? Yes. Since yes. Oh, he's so reddish. He's so reddish. <laughs> it makes me feel like he but blood's out. 
What? My blood. Your blood is out. Oh, yeah, on his that. face? Yeah. Well, that's silly. He, he's got a red lightsaber. Uh, listen. I know. And he and he has both. He has both. Both yeah. of them. That's right. Too. That's right. Listen. That's the best. Good. The the greatest thing she could have ever said is that Finn yeah. stands up and sweats. Is she every time he stands like why is he so sweaty? He's so it, oh that was the first thing I said about that first teaser was this because he's, he's alive because well, that's good. Why right. never get kind of sweaty? Hey, who do we not see in the trailer? Um, is there anyone that's not in Luke? The, Luke, yeah. Where's Luke? And then and the in the old movie. In the old movie, that's right. That's where he is, that's, and that's, that's where not, he's staying. Right. That's right. In the new movie? He's in the he's new He's going to be in the new movie, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do, Are you ready to die? I, I oh, hope not. Wow. I hope not either. What is this? I hope Chewbacca not. I don't want Chewbacca to die either. Go ahead, Steve. I'm listening. I, yeah, that's what I was about to ask you. What is this Chewbacca's going to die, Master? I, I'm just... I, I had to prepare my nephew and and in case... And she happened to be standing there while I was preparing him, so now she's taken with it. Because I, I, I kind of get the feeling they might do that to Han and Chewbacca. Mm-mm. I, I know. You have I your know. Mouth. Now, he does get injured. He's got a bandage on his arm in that one scene. She she has so many things she wants to say about well, The Force Awakens, but she suddenly... Well, it, she got so ramped up that that's what happens when you get real excited. You forget. She she thinks that when, the, uh, when, when Kylo is torturing... Uh, Poe, mm-hmm. that that's the Death Star. Oh, that, okay. That shot after that with all the trees getting blown oh, down. Oh, okay. So that's why right. she said that about uh, I gotcha. Right? I gotcha. Yeah. Nice. Um, is C-3PO in the trailer? No. 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 What color is his arm now? Red. Why is his arm red? We don't know because we haven't seen the movie yet. Hey. This is correct. Wesley, are you excited about the Peanuts movie? Are you excited for the Charlie Brown movie? Yes. Yeah. Are we going to go see that this weekend? Yeah. Okay. Daddy wanted to see Peanuts. Peanuts, yeah. Can you hear him? Yeah. Oh, she can hear you. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's loud enough. I can't remember if you knew what Peanuts were or not. I thought you just knew Charlie Brown and Snoopy. No. no hey, tell she, Uncle no. Steve. She was tell, written, hey, no. who's, the, who's the boss? Tony Danza. Tony Danza. <laughs> now, when I asked her who was the boss of the house, she said you were. <laughs> Do <I know>? when, <laughs> when I asked who the boss was, she said you were. Oh, well, who's the boss? Tony Danza! That is Tony, correct. Tony Danza. <laughs> and with such enthusiasm. Yeah, she, she's very taken with that. What are some other things you like, Wesley? I can't Wesley? see the chat right now, but if they're hating this, we'll bail. Oh, they're folks. loving it. They're loving it. What? I want to talk again. Well, you can talk all you want to. Well, what are some other things you want to talk about, Wesley? Microphone. You want to talk? Well, you are. Well, you are talking on the microphone. Yes, you are. Well, just because I've got the headphones on, just so I can hear Uncle Steve. But you can hear him too. But you're still on the microphone. It, they're not one and the same. Yeah, but they go together, hand in hand. You need a splitter. I know. I've got one somewhere. I don't know where it is. What were you gonna say, hun? Uh, I, I thought you had an idea. I, uh, you thought I had an idea. I very rarely have one of those. What is? Hey, do you know your address? Do you know your shirt? <laughs> <laughs> she said it so seriously. Do you know your shirt? 
Good times. Oh man! Now, <clears throat> let's see. Do you, does Wesley? Do you watch the Muppets? Do you watch the Muppets? Yes. Who's your favorite Muppet? Yes. Who's your favorite Muppet? Um, I think Kermit. Kermit. But you don't like evil Kermit. No. Constantine. No, she does not like Constantine. Mm. Well, who does? No, nobody. I can give you anything you want. Ricky Gervais. Ricky. <laughs> That's the only one. Well, what else does Wesley want to talk to us about? If she had a lot to say, what she got? What else she got to say? I'm, I really want to hear from the wisdom. Most of it was Wesley. was Star Wars related. Oh, okay. Um, what she like? There's a droid she likes better than BB-8. <gasps> what droid? Who do you like better than BB-8? Chopper. <gasps> I like Chopper too. She said she hadn't watched any of the Rebels stuff. She's watched Rebels. <gasps> She's got a big Rebels coloring book. What? Mm -hmm. But it's she... a huge one. I can't even bring it to church. Can't even... <laughs> <laughs> can't even bring it to church. It's pretty big. Yeah, uh, it's like poster board size. That is glorious. Oh my, this is best geek out loud ever right now. <laughs> I don't know. It may just be you and me feeling mm -mm, that. Mm -mm, that. Listen, people are loving it. Hey, what did you watch? What did you see on TV last night that Daddy was watching? Um, Supergirl. Super. Hey, what about you? Like the Supergirl? Yes. Is she? Would, would is, you think she's your new favorite superhero? Maybe. Kind yeah. Kind of. Uh, who's her cousin? Superman. Superman. Yeah, did you know that? We, Super we cheated on that. Answer. I heard that. Yeah, we, that came that came through loud and clear. So don't answer. <laughs> um. Oh, she wanted to tell you who she's going to be for Halloween next year because that was a big point of contention for this year. Oh. Who are you going to be next year? Captain Phasma. Wow. <laughs> what color now what what color is Captain Phasma's armor, do you know? Do what? You've got the mic on. You don't need the headphones on. I'll tell you what he's saying. I can't hear him otherwise. You can't? Mm -mm. Well, I can't hear him. <laughs> well, I love just this. get closer to my head and you can hear him. <laughs> well not that close. <laughs> that's from personal space right there. <laughs> what uh, what did you ask what color is is Captain Phasma? What color is Captain Phasma? Gray. Gray, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. You can just wrap up in some tinfoil mm. and be Captain Phasma. It's gray purplish. Yeah. yeah. Why is she wearing purple? No, well, when you look at that trailer, some of that reflection. It's kind of purplish grayish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what you mix it. Oh. Mm -hmm. Hey, who whose mask is in the helmet is in the trailer? That's mm. all melted and burned. Darth Vader. Yeah, Darth Vader. Mm. What do you think's up with that? Mm, he's killed. <laughs> he's killed. <laughs> yeah, have, she, I hadn't seen Return of the Jedi, has she? What did he do? What? What did, what did, what did he get killed by? What did he get killed by? Yeah, we hadn't watched Jedi yet. We have only seen Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Okay. So we have not watched the prequels or Jedi. I watched the one where Luke cut his hand off. This is true. That's right. <laughs> Father of the Year award right here. Um, 
<laughs> hey, I was watching Star Wars tons by the time I was four. Wait, I can't. And he loses his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we get that back in the new movie, don't we? Mm-hmm. That lightsaber is found again. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going down a road, and I totally forgot what we were talking about there for a second. Captain Phasma. Oh, Darth Vader's helmet. Hey, what's the um, bad guy's name in this movie? With the black mask that looks like Darth Vader. Cut. What? Captain. Nah, well, Captain Phasma is a bad guy, but... Who's the guy that wears black? Who's the guy that's in the black mask with the red lightsaber? Duh. No. <laughs> the new guy. Kai... Hello, Ren. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> are you, now? Are you going to be scared watching this movie, Wesley? You think you'll be scared? Do you think you'll be scared watching this? No. no. <laughs> of course not. I just watched the trailer. <laughs> she just watched the trailer. You fine. <laughs> she only watches it like once a day. Um, we're gonna go see it the night it comes out with with Cora and Joseph. You told me that already. Come on. Uncle Steve said that? Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to be okay going to see it? Yeah. Yeah. I'll sit the Corin. I'll be fine. She's going to go with her cousins, Corin Joseph. Well, that'll be fun. Well, we'll we'll cover you up if anything scary happens. Fred3 in the chat says, best goal ever. (laughs) I might as well just... No no need to do the rest of a show when this conversation's over. what, What is it, baby? Just bring you a blanket oh to the movie in case you get scared. Well, I'm going Not a big blanket. I'll show you. Not a big, 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 not as big as your Rebels coloring book. I'm about to die of hey. cute over here. Wait, where do we go, Dad? What about that one you got yesterday, the, the Darth Vader blanket? The hooded thing? Uh, no, 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 no. That's the robe. Oh, it's a robe? Uh-huh. Okay, well, we don't want that then. We'll get you a blanket. I almost bought a Star Wars hooded towel tonight, but it wasn't big enough for me. It's with my name and the date. The one with the da- your name and the date on it? Yeah, the okay. pink one. That's yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Not the very big So one. you want me to pack that and take it to the movie in case you get scared? Yes. If I do that, we're sneaking snacks in with it. Okay. Wesley, Wesley, hold on, Wesley. Are you yeah. supposed to sneak snacks into the movie? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Fair in enough. all honesty, we've never done that before. <laughs> it just sounded funny in that moment. I'm not big on that. Oh my gosh. Um, well, you tired of talking? No. 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 You just want them. You're in the microphone. You're right here. You just you want to hear Uncle Steve some more. Okay. Are we passing? She, she, she wants to talk directly to. Okay. To you. All right. Here we're gonna share a little bit. All right. Hey again, Wesley. Hey. 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 <laughs> So now, now we you're gonna bring your blanket in case you get scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, are you gonna? You know, the Force Awakens comes out really close to Christmas. I know my birthday's after Christmas. Yeah, yeah, your birthday's in March, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. And are you gonna ask Santa Claus for some uh, for some Star Wars toys? Well, I've already picked what, but I guess I'll. Get Ray. Yeah. What? Which one have you picked? You haven't told me this. Ray. Oh. <laughs> Ray. Okay. <laughs> I guess you'll be getting Ray. So it is official. Ray is your favorite Star Wars character. Yes. Yes. 
What if Ray ends up? Hey, Wesley. What if Ray ends up being a bad guy? Ray is not a bad guy. Okay, so she's gonna. She's gonna, a good girl. Okay, better, she's a good girl. Watch your mouth, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley. What? Can you do me, sir? A, no, that's fine. Can you do me a favor? Yes. Can you say you're listening to Geek Out Loud? Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I talked to her agent about that. Let's right. try saying it. Would you do it for a Scooby snack? Oh, sure. Okay. You're listening to Geek Out Loud. No, say it for real. You got to say it out. You got to say it where people can hear They're you. You're listening to Geek Out Loud. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, we'll get you a Scooby snack. <laughs> Scooby snack. Scooby doo snack. She, she made the slurp. I heard it. I heard it. Scooby doo snack. Wesley, tell, Scooby. Tell, tell Uncle Steve about Scooby doo. I'm gonna get a Scooby doo snack. But Scooby snacks are for dogs. Well, fruit snacks are whatever Daddy's gonna give me. Okay, fruit snacks or whatever. We have Scooby doo fruit snacks. <laughs> you you love Scooby doo, don't you? Scooby doo. Who's your Scooby-Doo. favorite character on Scooby doo? <laughs> Scooby Doo? What about Scrappy Doo? Scrappy Doo, he is mean. He's mean? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> now, hey, Wesley. What? The Sir. next The next Sir? <laughs> The next time I come to your house, will you actually talk to me? Well, I got a scratch. We just talked a minute ago, and she said, when was the last time I saw Uncle Steve? And I said, the last time he was here. I don't know. And she said, oh, yeah, he slept on the couch. And I fell down and got a scratch, and you put a Band-Aid no. on me. Oh, I'm sorry. Continue the story. I don't remember. I didn't fall down. No, you didn't fall down. How'd you get a um, scratch? You put me to bed. I was itching, and I got up, looked in my closet because mm-hmm. it was light. Mm-hmm. So then I, I saw a little scratch right there. Uh-huh. And I put a Band-Aid on it. No, no. You took me to your room, uh-huh. put me on the bed, on the side of the bed, and, and... you put me a bed. Oh, okay. Well, I don't have any recollection of that, but apparently that was the last time you were here. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but you wouldn't really talk to me last time I was there, Wesley. I know because you didn't see me. I, I did see you. Well. <laughs> the next time Steve comes, do you want to watch Star Wars with him? <laughs> Oh yeah! Yes, that'll Which be awesome. The new one. <laughs> the new one. Well, maybe by the time I come I again, probably it'll be by on the video. time we see him again, that one will be out. Yeah, we could watch it. Yeah, the 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 old what's become the annual May visit. I'll get you a Scooby snack in a minute. Lay off the Scooby snack. <sighs> hey, speaking of band aids, Wesley, I have Star Wars band aids. Did you hear that? I have Star Wars band aids. Oh! Yeah. Joseph, my cousin has Star Wars band aids, and she he put one on my cousin Cora. Oh yeah, what was wrong with her? Um, she didn't tell me. No, oh, okay. she just told me we she, didn't. We didn't get the report. So. I got you. No, got but she got. She told me she just got a Star Wars band aid. What were were they stormtroopers? Yeah, okay. Yeah. What was your cousin Joseph for Halloween? A stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. 
So that was great. That's cool. Treating together, you were Ray, and he was a stormtrooper, a new a, a new stormtrooper. Really, a first order stormtrooper. First order stormtrooper. That's trooper. cool. Well, I did. Hey, Wesley, I I saw a picture of you dressed up as Ray. Yes. I, did you see me holding BB-8? I did. I did. I thought you looked great as Ray. I thought it was a great costume. Yes, it was. Yes, it um, was. We all we couldn't find was goggles. Hmm. Yeah. But that's okay, because next year you want to be Captain Phasma, and they have that costume. Yes. Don't you want to? Um, we almost did that this year. Funny to find, I don't know if I told you this, all the Captain Phasma costumes are marketed for boys. I know, I've noticed that, and I even saw someone at a football game over the weekend dressed I up as Captain Phasma that was a boy. girls because Captain Phasma is a girl. I know, I don't know why they didn't do that. Why couldn't they just have it where both boys and girls could be Captain Phasma? Because boys and girls could do anything, right? Yeah. Any boys and girls could be any costume. That's right. Yes. Wesley. Good kid. There, I got that Father of the Year. There you go. <laughs> Wesley, someone uh, just told me that you are the most talented person that's ever been on this podcast. <laughs> this is probably a true statement. Uh, sure. Sure. <laughs> I want to. I want to try this really quickly because you got to do it now. I want to do it, Wesley. Do you know your address? Do you know your shirt, Daddy? <laughs> she used to say, and this was never prompted. She never did it, but I was quizzing her to see if she would know things mm-hmm. in case you know anything bad sure, ever happened. Of course, as a good parent and does. I just asked her one day, "Do you know your address?" And she said, "I'm not address. I'm Wesley." Nice. And then somehow she caught on to the joke and has started retorting with, do you know your shirt? shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We are, it has been suggested by listeners to have what we'll call the, thank you. What we'll have the Golden Globe Awards, the Geek Out Loud, uh, the Golden Globes. (laughs) And uh, you're going to be the father of the year. You're now officially nominated as father of the year. I'm going to get a school. Oh, good. Scooby <coughs> Pipe down a little bit. We're now, still talking what, here. What's We're still your, alive. What's your favorite flavor of Scooby Snack, Wesley? What's your favorite flavor of Scooby Snack? I guess you, she, he means color, probably. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I think... Um, I think they have purple, yeah. Purple. Purple, all right. <laughs> Do you ever get scared when you're watching Scooby-Doo? Do you ever get scared when you're watching Scooby-Doo? Well, only when I'm not with somebody you like watching it with daddy don't you yes yeah Yeah. now do you like because scooby has really bad bad guys Mm -hmm. i guess when i was watching what big red monster and she ate and he ate the girl and scooby's it's too full oh wow that's weird that that was a lot to take in right now do you like disney princesses do you like disney princesses uh yeah i'll take it You'll take Who's your favorite Disney princess? Who's your favorite? Ariel. Ariel, the little mermaid. I like too. Oh, well, she's not a princess. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Is Maleficent a princess? No, but she is, I guess, a queen, and she is nice or bad. Which one is she? She's, She's nice or bad in... The white one's the nice. The mean one's the green. Oh, and she turns into the dragon. Yeah. that's okay. That scares me when that happens. It, it scares Uncle Steve when she turns into the dragon. 
<laughs> it would scare me, but I'd have to hang on to you. Oh, well, I got you. No, no worries there. <clears throat> Wesley, it's 10 o'clock. Wesley, is it past your bedtime? She looked at me. For a Scooby snack? <laughs> For a Scooby snack? Yeah, snack. she could still have a Scooby snack. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. <laughs> Wesley, thank you for coming on the podcast. You said thank you for having me? Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome back anytime. In fact, people said me, we could make money if you'll do this on a regular basis. Let me try this. Say goodnight, Steve. Goodnight, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I did that wrong. Say goodnight, Wesley. Goodnight, Wesley. There we go. <laughs> All right, talk to you guys later. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right, bye-bye. Oh, so that's Derek Russell of Starkville Labs and Starkville House of L and and, uh, Round 3 and uh, upcoming episodes of Geek Out Loud, and that is uh, his precious, precious little girl, uh, Wesley. And what a good time we had. Guys, i got to take a quick break. When we come back, it's your emails. Uh, you know, I was we're gonna rock through it. Yeah. Don't stop till you get enough, guys. Enough Scooby snacks. That is. We'll be right back.
Just a couple of quick announcements before we get going. Don't forget uh, audibletrial.com slash geekout is where you can go and get your free trial for audible.com and a free audio book of your choice. It's yours to keep whether you continue on with a subscription or not. So head over to audibletrial.com slash geekout. Start your free trial today. Also, if you're in the South Georgia area, particularly like, you know, within driving distance of Hazelhurst, on Thursday night, November 19th, I'll be appearing live. <laughs> That's stupid. At Mana Cafe and Eatery on the Douglas Highway in Hazelhurst, doing an hour-long uh, stand-up set or two uh, there that, that evening. Prayers are appreciated. You know, um, is there anything weirder than you change, like, soaps or whatever? And, and you change to a soap that you're not used to, like when you shower, and you're just kind of smelling yourself all day long. It it makes me very uncomfortable. I'm not a I'm not a fan of of the uh, <laughs> of the effects of changed up soap. Um, not not my thing. Not my thing. So, uh, hey guys, let's jump into some emails. Tons and tons of emails have come in about the, the Star Wars trailer that Wesley and I were just talking about and about other things uh, from all you guys. And uh, we're going to get to just a couple of these right now. Jacob chimes in. He says, obviously, this is about the new trailer. He says, can we can Gold talk about the John Williams music? It was enormous goose pimple by the end of that trailer. The score hit so many feels. It took me rewatching the trailer only a second time to realize the new levels Williams took this music to. Hashtag Mylanta R2 Jake 2. Well, Jake, by now you realize that though that was John Williams scored music, repurposed uh, a lot of the main themes and everything from the original movies, uh, <coughs> it wasn't new music scored by John Williams for the trailer. Um, and uh, you know what? It, I like it. I like uh, I uh, listen, I like what they did with that, with the understated piano and all that good stuff, a lot more than I like the what went on for a few years there with the wong, wong trailers where it would just kind of make that noise and show a flashing image and flashing image, that kind of thing. Um, I did like the music. I liked, uh, I do feel like the music was deliberate. I really honestly do. That even though it wasn't John Williams' newly scored music, I feel like the music editing was a very deliberate choices were made throughout, and um, it's going to be interesting to see if a lot of the, the the theories and ideas that have cropped up because of um, because of the trailer, uh, if if that ends up making you know if, if that ends up if those things end up coming to fruition, so. Um, Still, I did love the trailer. Still do love it. You know, that kind of thing. Um, Daniel Miller uh, says, Hi, Steve. My name's Daniel Miller. I'm 31 years young. I live 20 minutes outside the underdog city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I'm the only one I know in my area and group of friends that love Star Wars as much as you find folk. And it's pretty lonely. I just wanted to say, I'm, it's long distance request dedication from Daniel Miller. I just wanted to say that you've made my universe a little less lonely by talking about the things that I've bottled up about the wars, and as much as I love social media, it still doesn't express my true love and passion 
for the wars. So I've been planning on starting my own podcast to express my love for the wars the only way I can, and that's with my voice. And thanks to you and Star Wars Report and Rebel Force Radio, I have the confidence to take this step. His Twitter handle is at StayOnTarget42 if you'd like to follow him. May the Force be with you, and thank you. And Daniel, here's your long-distance Star Wars request and dedication. What happened? Why didn't the music play? Oh, because I turned it down. And da- <laughs> because I'm a terrible producer live. And Daniel, here's your Star Wars request and dedication. Thanks, Daniel, for chiming in. I'm, I'm glad that you've been encouraged to do your own thing. You know, that's how Geek Out Loud got started. I was in an area at the time, and still am, where all the stuff that I'm into, everyone else wasn't. And I just needed an outlet to to get my stuff out there, to get my passion out there, and, um, and really wanted to have something to talk about. So... Um, <clears throat> So yeah, there there that is. And and man and and you'll find that you love it. And be careful though, because you start one, you'll end up starting a dozen. Or maybe that's just me. Tad, Tad Winter chimes in and says, Hey Steve, I want to preface this by saying without a doubt the biggest bummer and about a change in work schedule is being less involved in the Goliverse and the chat during live shows. I'm always listening though. Now on to Star Wars. I will say that I'm totally spoiler-free, so any predictions are totally safe. This is from a spoiler-free Tad, Winter Soldier, who um, who has saw the trailer and wanted to share his predictions. He says, I've been, a, I've been in the Ray Solo bandwagon for a while, and this trailer seals it for me. First, the I'm no one line fits perfectly with a girl who's rejecting her heritage and the pressure and weight that goes with it. She is going to make her own way in her own name. Also, the use of Han and Leia theme makes so much sense if our main character is the offspring of this couple. Also, Poe is, quote, the best pilot in the galaxy being sent on a mission by Princess. Perhaps it is to fetch her daughter as a grave threat has reared its ugly head. Secondly, I believe Ray is not Force-sensitive, but the other two are. Finn doesn't need much explanation. Poe is the best pilot. Well, Anakin at age nine was racing pods, which no other human can do, according to him and later became the best star pilot in the galaxy. And Luke is the best bush pilot in the Outer Rim Territory, as well as a good pilot on the big stage. So what really pushed me over the edge is the shot of him being tortured by Kylo. If he is Force-sensitive, this makes a whole lot more sense. It could just be for information, but something tells me there's more to it. The Nuremberg scene is close enough to confirm that Hux is the speaker there with Phasma over his left shoulder. The first shot of Kylo, we see a very bright beam. Hmm... And a few seconds later, we see a red beam annihilating a forest. Uh, did Kylo buy the Vader mask from someone who took it from Endor? Because I can't imagine Kylo was was out of diapers at the time of Endor. I like the idea that Luke left it all there because he knows luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. When Kylo says, finish what you started, does he mean kill the rebels, kill the Jedi, kill Luke, or how about turn Luke to the dark side? The Falcon, when Han and Leia's theme is playing, makes very similar moves as it does in Empire during the asteroid field chase. Will Ray and Finn, along with Han and Chewie, go bust Poe out of First Order jail in the vein of Luke and Ben and Han and Chewie, busting out Leia in A New Hope? 
Poe going out on the X-Wing is very similar to Luke's same actions, namely running his hands along the belly of the ship whilst walking under it. We see no ship combat in space in this trailer. It's all in atmosphere. BB-8 is far too much in far too much peril for my taste, and Poe better take care of him going into battle. With the explosion on Jakku, with Ray and Finn and BB-8, if you go frame by frame, there's a moment his little head is totally removed from the body, almost as if in shock, or maybe his head jumps when he quickly goes in reverse. I, I have seen a still of Ray crying with the contrast turned way up, and the supposed fur appears to be branches in the background. That is not Chewie. Fett lives. I'm a fanboy, but was always apprehensive to believe he survived. But to see the Bantha skull and what appears to be the Fett clan symbol, I'm convinced. And I believe maybe Max von Sydow might be him. Notice how on guard and ready for action Hanny is approaching the temple-looking thing. As Leia is crying, you can see cylinders on Han's vest, very reminiscent of the rank insignia on Tarkin and other Imperial uniforms. Of course, Han is an Imperial, but he may be commanding actively for the military. Kylo has no helmet or hood as he bears down on a petrified fin. That is his hair. He had beautiful hair. I love all you guys in the Goldverse, and I'm always listening. Also, I do not apologize for the link this email because the trailer was awesome, and it has me psyched. And that's from Tad Winter Soldier. Not much more I can add to that, buddy. Not much more I can add to that. Brian asked a very interesting question. How do I shield myself from The Force Awakens? As The Force Awakens get closer... Closer, Brian says, I find it increasingly difficult to govern my excitement or keep my anticipation in check. At age 38 and a lifelong Star Wars fan, I've been trying to go into this film with the proper amount of reservation, as I was not able to fully appreciate the excellence of the prequels until midway through. Seeing Phantom Menace, I remember my initial reaction being excitement, sporadic moments of bewilderment and amazement, bewilderment and amazement, lightsabers melting through blast doors, the Jedi Council course on, etc., but I remember coming out not really understanding the overall story and quite how it fit into the universe. I had already known, or the universe I'd already known. It wouldn't be until Attack of the Clones and eventually Sith that I would truly be able to appreciate the prequels for the genius that they are. Going into The Force Awakens, I keep thinking I should keep my expectations in check or at least guard my feelings. Or at least know that I'm going to come out knowing only one third of the story of the next part of the saga. And that not everything is going to make sense initially. But with each trailer release, the first teaser, the second teaser, now the theatrical trailer, it's become increasingly more and more difficult not to not just be totally head over heels. Launched into hyperspace, excited for this masterpiece of a film that I haven't even seen yet. My anticipation is off the chart and I couldn't be more excited to be a Star Wars fan. Am I making a mistake? Or is it just simply the greatest time ever to be a Star Wars fan? Yours truly, and that's Brian Boshan. Up in Pittsburgh, PA. Well, Brian, um, I I've been back and forth on this whole thing as far as my excitement goes. I am really excited, and every time I see a new figure on a peg, or I or with each subsequent marketing thing, whether it's the teasers or the trailer, that behind the scenes reel from Comic Con, an interview here or there, it's like. I may have cooled off a little bit, but then boom, my excitement just ramps up more and more. It's interesting because the very thing that I loved about the internet when I first started doing podcasts is becoming one of the things that I'm being a grumpy old man about, and I recognize it, and I don't really talk about it too much. But I'm really, and this is totally hypocritical of me. I understand how hypocritical I'm being right now, but I'm really tired of hyperbole. I'm really tired of everything being the greatest thing ever. You know, uh, I, I'm 
I love bacon, but I'm tired of the bacon hype. I'm tired of every TV show being amazing. I'm tired of... It's just kind of... It wears on me a little bit because I'm like, everything can't be the greatest thing ever. And, And so as I see tons and tons of people talking about The Force Awakens, I'm like, ah... I don't have much else to add to what's being said um, other than what's going to be said later on tonight. But <laughs> See? Hypocrite. But I, I will tell you this, that it has entered into my head multiple times, what if this movie's not good? What if Abrams and company don't get it the way we thought they did? What if everything we've seen is pretty and it's neat, but it's just... In, and and that's really governing my expectations for this thing. I don't I have no idea what's going to happen in this movie and I'm very aware that the only thing we've been exposed to outside of a few still shots here and there and some names and that sort of thing we've been exposed to all of maybe 3 minutes of this movie. That's 3 minutes out of over 2 hours of movie. And though you kind of get an idea of what the story is going to be, you still don't. So like, I even had a thought the other day. There's the one scene, and I've seen a still of this, and and, and 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 there's a scene where the flame, and, you know, we have the toys, the flame troopers and everything, where they're burning something down, and people are kind of running running away from them. And, and I got to thinking about that shot of Luke, or what we assume is Luke, or who we assume is Luke, rather, reaching up that bionic hand and touching R2, and you see there's a fire there, and I've just kind of assumed it's, it's kind of a campfire setting, you know, situation this whole time, but what if he, rather than being chased by Kylo Ren, and this is all speculation, gang, what if he's on the trail of Kylo Ren? What if he has come out of hiding to because the threat has gotten so real and now he's just at this point one step behind Kylo Ren. We've seen Finn ignite that lightsaber and Kylo come at him and and I guess we all kind of assume that's toward the end. No one's talked about Luke whipping out a lightsaber against Kylo Ren yet. See, we haven't we haven't discussed that particular possibility. And so I'm really interested to see and we're all assuming Finn is Force-sensitive because he lights up the lightsaber and he's going to try to fight with it. I'm, I'm, I am, I'm still on the fence about whether or not he's real Jedi or not. If he is, great. If he's Force-sensitive, wonderful. I'm all for it. There's nothing about that that I don't like. If he's not, I'm all for it. There's nothing about that that I don't like. If Rey is Force-sensitive, I'm all about that. There's nothing about that that I don't like. And the same goes the opposite direction. If she's not, I'm completely cool with it. I tend to think that she and Kylo have some connection that we haven't even begun to imagine or talk about yet. Um, This could... I think this is going to be very interesting stuff. I do think the story is going to be good, but there is that little nagging thought at the back of my head. You know, what if it's not? What if it's not? And I don't want to. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. Um, I, you know, I'm. I'm not trying to bring the party down. That's the thing is, I'm not trying to bring everyone's party down. But I'm just saying this is what has been going on in my head. What's in my head? Um, Jared. Chimes in, he says, after listening to your recent discussion of Western films, and then even more recently, the email you received with additional recommend, recommended Westerns, 
I can't believe no one has mentioned High Noon, starring Gary Cooper, Grace Kelly, and Lloyd Bridges. This film won four Academy Awards, including Best Actor in a Leading Role for Gary Cooper and Best Music in a Song for the classic Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling by the legendary Tex Ritter. And the American Film Institute named it number 25 song, the, named its number 25 song in American cinema. This film was selected for preservation by the U.S. National Film Registry, by the Library of Congress during NFR's first year, and the AFI named it the number two Western film, the number 27 overall film, and named Gary Cooper's Will Kane the number five hero in cinema. This 1952 film is presented in real time, suck it, Jack Bauer, and tells the story of Will Kane, the longtime marshal, after marrying a Quaker. Kane turned in his badge with intentions of settling down in another town. However, the town then learns that Frank Miller, a common, a criminal rather, whom Kane had apprehended, is due to arrive on the noon train after being pardoned on a technicality. In court, Miller vowed revenge on Kane and anyone standing in his way. Kane and his wife leave town, but out of concern for the town and the safety of his wife, Kane returns to face Miller. He reclaims his badge and searches the town for help in facing Miller and his gang, but the entire town turns their backs on him. Undeterred and motivated by his duty as the train arrives at high noon, Kane stands to face Miller and his gang alone. If you intend to delve into the genre of westerns, high noon is a requirement for any must-see list. Here's my experience with high noon. I used to read Cracked Magazine like a madman. I loved Cracked Magazine. And they did a high noon spoof. They the blob was a recurring character in Cracked Magazine back in the day. This is before it was a website that people take really seriously and doing all their stuff. Um, it was just it was kind of like almost the poor man's Mad Magazine, or kind of maybe even a parody of Mad Magazine. But um, but they uh, they did a high noon parody in that, and that was my big uh, exposure to high noon. And then one night during the summer one year when I was just a kid, like 10 or 11, High Noon was going to be on on the late, late movie, and I tried to stay up and watch it and didn't. So I need I, I would like to visit. That sounds really interesting. It was done in real time. That's very, very interesting. Hey, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Over in the Ukraine, um, Emperor Palpatine has a, <laughs> has a seat on the city council in Odessa. In the city of Odessa, this is um, this is cr- this is crazy. It's crazy. Well, I think that the uh, I do think that the price for water is a bit too high. Our utility prices need to come down for the Commonwealth, for the people. Also, there's a pothole that needs to be filled over on First Avenue. Make it happen. I will make it legal. You know, uh, that's just what I imagine happening there on on the old seat. People are like, he's he's all like, we need to take down. I'm sorry. <clears throat> we need to put up no parking signs along the side of City Hall. Well, Emperor Palpatine, that's not the... I will make it legal. <coughs> totally messed up there. Also, while this is going on, Darth Vader was running for mayor, I believe in the city, and Chewbacca was arrested for campaigning for him. Uh, what had happened was, apparently, he pulled him, he drove him to the polling site, and they arrested Chewbacca uh, because he didn't have ID to show, and they said he was campaigning for Vader too close to the polling location. So, 
If you want to have the emperor on your city council, I guess move to the Ukraine. Those people need to need to get with it over there. They need to they need to wake up and realize what's going on. Continuing some Star Wars talk. Uh, John says this is John from Pennsylvania. I've been listening to all your shows since you showed up on that little Star Wars podcast, Rebel Force Radio. I really enjoy all your shows. Thank you. They help get me through doing the dishes, folding laundry, and all the other housework that needs to get done around the house with a wife, twins, and my youngest son. And thank you for all the comic book talk. I've never been into comics, but I do enjoy the movies and listening to what all you have read. Uh, Your discussions help me make connections I never knew existed. Okay, now down to my question. Obviously, I'm a huge Star Wars fan and have have tickets for the December 17th. I'm your age, Steve, and I agree with you most. Of, I agree with most of your Star Wars questions, Star Wars comments. So the question I have is about the prequels: Is why did Yoda run away during the fight with Palpatine? He had lost his lightsaber, and they were fighting with Force Lightning, and Yoda obviously fell. And to me, he seems like he just got up and said, "Well, I'm done here," and got the heck out of Dodge. Did he flee because of his knowledge of Luke and Leia from the um, from the season six Yoda arc? I'm talking about Clone Wars. Uh, I would think it was more important for Yoda to defeat Palpatine at all costs, or did Yoda know that Palpatine was stronger at that time for Yoda to defeat him? It just never sat well with me. Thoughts? You know, this is something, um, he says, I apologize for any bad grammar in the writing of this email. I'm a molecular biologist, not an English teacher. Thanks, John. Um, This is something that I always wonder. I'm like, why is he leaving? He didn't seem to be too hurt, but I think the idea was he, he gets into the speeder with Bell and he says, I've failed. And I think he realized at that moment that maybe not necessarily that Palpatine was too powerful, but that a stale, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, and, and hopefully I, I need to look into this before, um, <laughs> puppet Yoda wouldn't run. Um, Daniel Inney says it's because he lost his magic robe. He left because more stormtroopers showed up. I think it has to do with that fall took a lot out of him, and he knew he needed to get away, and he needed to live to he needed to live to fight another day. He had a plan to go into exile. Um, I think he did have a, a knowledge. I think that Yoda knew that if he didn't do it quickly and get the job done of taking Palpatine out, that he had to get away. Um, so that he could be around when the new hope rises. So I, I, um, I think that plays a lot into it. I don't think the Luke and Leia thing necessarily come into, from the Yoda arc of season six of the Clone Wars, I don't think that comes into it necessarily because at that time that, the, that story hadn't been written. But I do think that Yoda being the powerful Force user that he was, the Jedi's power to use the Force had been diminished. He was, you know, so, and we don't really talk about that he was in a bit of a weakened state because of that. And um, and that Palpatine, having the higher ground, had the upper hand. Um, you know, and, and, and I think he was banking on Obi-Wan defeating Anakin and that maybe, just maybe, they would get through this thing sooner than later. But... You know, and as it turns out, they didn't. You know, Vader stayed on the scene, and they begin to hunt down and kill the rest of the Jedi that were around. So, it's uh, it's, mm, 
It's it's a weird it's a weird thing, and it's a it's it's something I still, you know, these this is just me. <clears throat> it's just me bouncing things off the top of my head as I read the email. Not that I hadn't read the email yet, but I realized going in, I don't know that I've got a good answer. Um, Jacob says, uh, here's a question that may have already been pondered on the interwebs. I don't know. I've been trying to avoid reading too much about The Force Awakens to keep the element of surprise on my side. But how do you feel about Kylo Ren's fate? Because he is the villain. Ultimately, he'll suffer a fate of some kind. Based on what you know, would it satisfy or disappoint you to see him killed off, maybe in this episode or later on in the series? Or have him turn to the good side? Or how would you feel about him falling in line with Vader and endure both? What are your thoughts? Truth be told, this question could prove irrelevant if any fate he endures is righteously justified by the strength of the story itself. But it's fun to entertain the thought regardless, because sooner than later, we will no longer be speculating what this movie will be about. Instead, we'll be speculating the fine details and meaning that it carries. I'm so excited. And that's from Jake. I haven't even thought about Kylo Ren's fate. Have not even thought much about it. I've heard other people talk about it. I'm not good at speculation. Um, I I don't... There's so much happening in this movie with the First Order, you know, the the, the old empire, basically. Uh, the, the Resistance. You got Kylo Ren on the side. He's, he's attached to the First Order, obviously. He's running around with stormtroopers. Um, I don't know. I, I, I can't, I couldn't, I, I don't know. I have no idea. And as far as based on what I know, I know what we've seen in trailers. That's, that's really the extent of what I know, um, is what we've seen in trailers. I don't have any insider information, uh, because I'm not an insider, but, uh, I've heard people say that they think he'll, that, you know, this is going to be a one-off movie for him. Um, I, eh. I don't know. I mean, look, the only precedent we have for a villain being killed off in the first part of the trilogy is Darth Maul. Is that much of a precedent? You know, Darth Vader didn't get killed in Star Wars. Um, he was around till the third one. Dooku didn't get killed his first movie out. He did you know, he was around till the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. So I really couldn't say. I don't, you know, it's up in the air. It really is. I know that's not a great answer to your query and i apologize for that but you know we're just talking uh we're just talking the wars here good friend daniel and indy who for all his humor is often quite um quite wise reminds me that tarkin died in star wars he was a one-off villain so maybe there there is a definitive pattern precedent set i'm going to say right now i believe kylo ren will die or he'll live. Uh, also, Daniel makes a good point. When when Ray is crying, could she be looking up at a Force ghost? I don't know, man. Yes, very possible. Very, very possible. And now I'm considering the possibilities of that. And what if it's Anakin? What if it's Hayden Christensen, Anakin? What if what if he is a force ghost in this movie? Oh man, all you people are going to be ticked off. All you prequel haters are going to be like, "What is this?" And everything that you thought you'd love, you will not love. Just saying. Just saying. Um. 
Uh, he says he thinks it's Anakin telling her where to find Luke at the end of the movie so she can give him the lightsaber. What if what if it's uh, if Finn dies, guys? What if Finn in that fight with Kylo Ren dies because he couldn't handle it? And that's when she just blows up, goes full on Jedi. I don't know. Um, Mike asked this question. He says, "Was the Force ever truly balanced?" Just saying. He says, hey, Steve, it's past the corn. Mike Atkins here. He says that because he sent me a picture of a jersey he wants, a uh, Green Bay jersey with past the corn across the top. He says, I'm writing to bring up a question I've never heard debated before. Love your insight in the galaxy far, far away. Thank you. So I would really like to hear you pontificate for a minute, maybe two. Anyway, I had this thought the other day, and I can't quite get my brain wrapped around a concept that some may find blasphemous. I've been a fan since 77. I love the original trilogy and love the prequels. But with The Force Awakening and all I'm beginning to think... Uh, and with the Force Awakening and all, I'm beginning to think that the Force was never balanced at the end of Return of the Jedi. I guess my reasoning has to do with the fact that while Anakin Skywalker was redeemed and passed on into the realm of the Force, and Luke became the last Jedi, and, the, and that left the story of the other Yoda spoke of, Leia, putting it in sequel terms then, if Rey is Leia and Han's daughter, like we are assuming, and the Force is awakening in her, then wouldn't that mean that Leia, who was showing signs of being Force-sensitive at the end of Return of the Jedi, would have been throwing the Force out of balance? Because now, instead of two Sith, you have two Jedi. If there are two Jedi, doesn't that throw the Force out of balance? At the end of the last trailer, I'm sure that Leia's, I'm sure that's Leia's voice that we hear telling us uh, to let the Force in. Me too. Is the Force only out of balance when the Sith or Dark Side Force users are present? I'm having trouble reconciling this idea. Your thoughts, as always. Thanks for everything you do in the geek community, and may the force be with you and the corn, Mike Atkins. Sorry, he's P.S. Sorry, this email. Where did these jokes about the length of email get started? Um, I've talked about this on old Steve Star Wars Corner about the balancing of the force, and and I took what George Lucas had to say about the situation. There are two parts of the force, and it's not the dark and the light. It's the cosmic force and the living force. Qui-Gon very tuned in to the living force. And that's what was out of balance. And it was out of balance because of the Sith and the Jedi using it primarily, using the force primarily for power. Yoda, when we see him in Empire, he's really tapped in mostly to what it is to be a Jedi when he says only for knowledge and defense, never for attack. The Force was out of balance because the dark side was on the rise. And it was clouding and, and, and gumming up what the Force was meant to be. It's not about the dark and light being balanced. Dark and light being balanced is a separate issue than the Force being balanced. The Force is in balance when it's flowing appropriately. What's interesting about the Force Awakens and, and that idea of the Force Awakening is that maybe, with the exception of within Luke, the Force became dormant when the Sith were destroyed. That though the dark and light are a different thing than the Force necessarily, that the Force itself, due to uh, how it had been used and abused for centuries, just went dormant. And that this idea of the Force awakening, not just awakening people, but awakening throughout the galaxy, you know, that, that maybe it's completely ramped up in how Luke experiences it and feels the Force, as well as maybe even Leia. And that it does begin to awaken in, in other people, that, you know, that the Metachlorians begin transmitting that Force to folks again. 
in a way that hasn't been done in decades. And obviously, Andy Serkis's Supreme Leader Snoke feels that there has been an awakening. I'm assuming that's Supreme Leader Snoke because it was Andy Serkis doing that voice in the first teaser. Remember, guys, we forgot about him. We forgot that we've heard him speak. So consider this, that, that something's going on, that the force is becoming more alive and more vibrant than it has been. And it may very well be awakening in people like Finn or Ray or whoever. But the force was definitely brought into balance when the Sith was destroyed. Uh, George Lucas said as much, and he is the master, he's the maker, he's the storyteller. And George Lucas made a very interesting statement that the Force came into balance when evil was wiped out. This goes against the yin-yang idea. See, the yin-yang has more to do with darkness and light, not the Force. The Force is above those concepts. The Force is beyond those concepts. And much like a lot of religions and cultures try to do with an omnipotent, omniscient God... We sometimes try to cram the Force in the same dogmatic box that the Jedi tried to cram it into. That it goes beyond that dark and light situation. So uh, it's really an interesting concept, and the title is very provocative. The Force Awakens, very provocative of what that could mean. And it's a good segue into this idea that I wanted to address on this show. Um concerning the old fan theories um or as or as i like to say the new fan fiction look fan fiction has been around for ages uh since there's been fandom people writing uh you know stories about the the characters they love in different genres and different things and 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 now what's but the thing the thing about fan fiction is you had you had sites that would get fan fiction you had different uh you had different um <clears throat> you had different wait a minute what am i saying here you had different forums and and websites and stuff that were devoted to people's fan fiction but now with these fan theories that have come around you know you get these memes with the social media where it's like this this new theory will blow your mind this will change the way you see this universe forever. The first really prominent ones I remember seeing are like the Pixar movies are all connected. They're all in the same universe. And and now the Disney movies all being connected and that sort of thing. And those are fun. You know, the, it's, it's on one hand, it's like, okay, this is kind of fun. And it's fun to talk about and discuss and everything. But now these things are being picked up and ran with as if they're news. Huffington Post has picked up some of this stuff. Mike Foss from USA Today picked up one of these things and, and went with it on their For the Win site at ftw.usaday.com and as an you know, as he did with another one. And and it's just I'm just at a point where I'm like, this is not news. And this is not this is in and in a way it goes beyond speculation. But people are running with these things as though it's it's actual stuff. And it, and it kind of bothers me. So here are the two things. One is, here are the two theories. One is that Jar Jar Binks um, was a Force user, a, a trained Force user, knowing Sith collaborator, and will play a central role in The Force Awakens. This comes from Reddit. And this person 
um, talks about the fact that he does incredible acrobatic stuff, that um, he manipulates the entire Senate to give up democracy in favor of the Galactic Empire. Um, it, it says that he even becomes a senator's proof in the author's mind that he's not a feeble-minded fool but an evil genius. Jar Jar was never a senator. Jar Jar was a representative from Naboo. He represented the, the Gungans to the senator of Naboo from Naboo, Padme. Uh, he represented the race of Gungans to Padme, who would then go speak on behalf of the entire planet in the Senate. Jar Jar does the whole emergency powers thing because he gets duped into it by Palpatine and his lackeys because Naboo was a clear opponent to the Grand Army, the formation of a Grand Army of the Republic. They were against it. And so when Naboo, a fierce opponent of this Grand Army, Someone from Naboo comes around and says, we need to create a Grand Army. That's, you know, Grand Emergency Powers, basically, to the Chancellor. Everyone says, well, if Naboo has gone this way, then we all need to go this way. It had nothing to do with force manipulation over the Senate or anything. It had to do with one fool being duped into, uh, into this role that these other more savvy politicians could take. Um they say that he is, uh, this person mentions that he's with Palpatine in Revenge of the Sith, um, keeping the count, that Palpatine's keeping the Council of Jar Jar. He's not keeping the Council of Jar Jar. Jar Jar is there as a representative from Naboo, from Palpatine's planet. He's not giving counsel. He just happens to be there with a bazillion other politicians. No one really gave Palpatine counsel. That's, you know, let's let's not weaken the character of Palpatine by saying that anyone was ever giving this man counsel. This man was a grand puppet master. I do think this guy is a little tongue-in-cheek with the Jar Jar stuff, but what's so bad about it is people start running with him like, oh, this, this is true. This could be, this could make sense. This could make a lot of sense. This could, oh, man. This would be amazing. But I think it was done more tongue-in-cheek and, you know, kind of funny. This other one, however, is the one that's kind of, as we say in the South, got my dander up. That Luke Skywalker actually turned to the dark side. And this has been reported on by Huffington Post and other places. It's a meme falling all around social media, and, and the link bait line is, this Luke Skywalker theory destroys everything you thought you knew about Star Wars. <clears throat> no, it doesn't. I'm just going to say that. No, it doesn't. Um, and this all comes out of the fact, you know, the one of the reasons this is getting traction is because Luke doesn't play prominently into the new trailer at all. His voice is heard in the second teaser, uh, we do see that shot of the hand being, you know, put up to R2, and and everyone assumes that, um, that that's Luke, and I think it's a safe assumption to make. Luke's not on the poster, and everyone's kind of talking about this. This is just J.J. misdirecting, kind of holding things back, that sort of thing. Some people are now saying Kylo Ren is Luke Scott. Kylo Ren is Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren is played by Adam Driver, not Mark Hamill. Um, here's where... Here's where this person gives their arguments in no particular order, and I'm about to 
debunk those arguments in no particular order. Um, Yoda says the cave, remember your failure at the cave. Yoda knew the whole time that Luke was on the same path as Anakin. He was reluctant to train him and said flatly Luke would give him the dark side if he left Dagobah to save his friends. No, he did not. No, he did not. He said this is going to be a dangerous time for you when you will be tempted by the dark side. That's what Obi-Wan told him. And Obi-Wan said, Luke, I can't help you in this situation. They knew that Luke was rushing off unprepared and unable to properly face Darth Vader. They were concerned about his safety. Were they concerned about him turning the dark side? Of course they were, because he had no control. Luke says, I can feel the force. And Obi-Wan pops in and says, but you can't control it yet. So the idea was not a fear, not saying he's definitely going to turn the dark side. It was... You can't control the force, and you could really end up hurting yourself or other people. Luke, there on Bespin, refuses to turn the dark side. He finds out that Darth Vader's his father. He refuses to believe it. Vader says, search your feelings. You know this to be true. Luke refers to Vader as he's flying away on the Falcon with uh, Leia and Lando and Chewie. He, when Vader reaches out to him, he reaches back and says, father. And then he's like, Ben, why didn't you tell me? So Luke, between the time that he's out there on that gantry and by the time he's in the Falcon, he accepts that Vader's his father. But check this out. When Vader says, join me and together we'll end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy, rather than join him, Luke chooses death. That's a very, very important thing to note. And that th- this guy is intentionally leaving out the fact that Luke chose death rather than darkness. He had no idea that he was going to go down that chute and come out the other side and be rescued by the Millennium Falcon. Um, this is what Luke said. Only a fully, or this is what Yoda said, Luke, only a fully trained Jedi Knight with a force ally will conquer Vader and his emperor. If you end your training now, if choose the quick and easy path as Vader did, you'll become an agent of evil. He's not saying that you're going, because you're not finishing your training, you're going to become an agent of evil. He's saying that if you choose the quick and easy path, you will. And Luke did not do this. Um, and so this guy says, this is the start of Luke's side. Then he says the original, then he cites the original ending. He says the original ending of Return of the Jedi is incredibly hokey, but there's a poignant scene where Luke burns his dad's body and you could feel his tension and anger. You don't feel his tension and anger. You might, sir, you might have interpreted that as tension and anger. But when you watch that scene with Luke, it's more of a sadness and a, and a resolve that things are now done. Luke succeeded in what he set out to do. We'll talk about that momentarily. Now, he says none of this happened according to a 2010 LA Times article. And uh, this is with... Um, with uh, with uh, Kurtz. Uh, it says, I had, we had an outline and George changed everything in it. Instead of bittersweet and poignant, he wanted a euphoric ending with everybody happy. Uh, they discussed the ending the film that Kurtz favored. Instead, uh, it presented the rebel forces in tatters, Leia gripping with her new duties as queen, and Luke walking off alone like Clint Eastwood, like Clint Eastwood in the Spaghetti Westerns, as Kurtz put it. Um, this is uh, Gary Kurtz, I believe. Uh, this is where, this guy says, this is where story and solid plot plot development separate from building a franchise designed to sell toys. It's widely known that Lucas favored toy sales over character and storyline. How is that? Where is that widely known? 
Where's your signing for that? Now, Kurt says, I could see where things were headed. The toy business began to drive the Lucasfilm empire. It's a shame. They make three times as much on toys as they do on films. It's natural to make decisions to protect the toy business, but that's not the best thing for making quality films. He's taking George Kurtz's, uh, or not Gary Kurtz's, opinions and stating them as fact of something that the storyteller George Lucas wanted. The first film in Empire were about story and character, but I could see that George's priorities were changing. No, they weren't. This story is as much about character, Return of the Jedi is as much about character as Empire and Star Wars are. In fact, in my opinion, they're more about character. Kurtz wanted uh, Luke to turn bad at the end, but this was George's climax to this story. And that's why he wanted a euphoric ending. He wanted everything to be happy. It also needed to echo the end in a way of uh, A New Hope because of the way George likes to tell stories. Now, Hamill even said it. he thought it would be more fun to play. You know, he thought that's the way it was going. Um, and he thought it was going to be that trope where he's about to kill someone he's really close to and then comes back to himself. But that doesn't mean that that's how George Lucas wanted to do it. That doesn't mean that's where the story was going. That just means that Mark Hamill, as an actor, said, for me, I thought this would be meatier and a juicier part to play. Um, and then this guy cites the idea of Luke and how harshly he's dealing with Jabba the Hutt. He says, Never, this is a quote from Luke, Nevertheless, I'm taking Captain Solo and his friends, and you can either profit by this or be destroyed. It's your choice, but I, wonder, I warn you not to underestimate my power. This is how he's talking to Jabba the Hutt. This is how he had to come in talking to Jabba the Hutt. Let's not forget, Luke walked into this guy's palace unarmed. He walked in setting Jabba up to be a little overconfident in everything. Luke had a plan from the get-go, and the plan was we've got to get everybody back together, and then we've got to get out of there. And what happens is, is Jabba keeps pushing and keeps pushing, and yeah, he, Luke says you're going to be destroyed. You're either profit or be... Here are your two choices. We'll pay you handsomely for Han Solo. We'll get your money back to you that he owes you, and we'll be on our way. And everything will be hunky-dory. Or you can be destroyed. Because we were, because here's the deal. Jabba wasn't going to let them get out of there with Han Solo without killing them. That was, Jab that was Jabba's thing. I'm going to keep my favorite decoration where it is. I like Captain Solo where he is. Jabba could not care less at this point. It'd become about revenge. It'd come about his particular hate for this guy. And so Luke had to go in there acting tough. And then this guy says, Luke turned, we all watched it. He says, the Emperor was working Luke pretty hard and croaked in his guttural monotone, take your weapon. Strike me down with all of your hatred and your journey toward the dark side will be complete. <coughs> and yeah, in that moment, Luke tried to do so. He took that... He, Luke was struggling. Luke was struggling with the dark side throughout that whole battle. And it began when he went to go strike down the Emperor and Vader stopped him. Vader, and, that, and thus the battle begins. And, but look, several times Luke turns off his lightsaber. He turn, he's standing there on those steps and he turns off his lightsaber and he says, I will not fight you. 
And Vader says, you are unwise to lower your defenses. And Luke has to, and then at that point, Luke is then on the defense, right? He backs up. He does a backflip away. Luke comes to his senses in that fight and realizes, I can't give in to this anger. And then Vader hits the soft spot. And Vader hits the moment where he's like, if you will not be turned, then perhaps she will. And, uh, and, and Vader comes up, no. And he's like, Darth! And he comes at him. And he's coming. And yes, you know what? Luke is skirting the boundary of the dark side there. He's lashing out in anger. He's unleashing his fury on Vader out of fear, out of fear, which leads to anger, that his sister will be harmed and turned by Vader. So that fear leads to anger, and that anger is getting ready to lead to full-on hate. And as Luke cuts him down and cuts that hand off, it's the Emperor that messes things up because his laugh brings Luke back to his senses. And watch what Luke does. Luke, uh, Luke looks down at his hand. He looks at his father. He looks at his mechanical hand. Then looks at his father's hand that he cut off, and he sees those wires and everything. And he realizes that he's on the same path. And then he says. The, the emperor says, your hate has made you powerful. Now fulfill your destiny and take your father's place at my side. And then Luke does this thing where he stops and he says, I'll never turn the dark side. It's, it's, the, it's, one, of the, it's the one of the greatest moments in Star Wars. You failed, your highness. I am a Jedi like my father before me. And he throws his lightsaber to the side. Here's what we know about the Sith. The Sith are scared to death of death. Vader's whole reason for turning revolved around protecting those he loved from dying. And he was so consumed and and so into keeping... He was all about the power he could have to keep himself and keep others from dying. Darth Plagueis the Wise, that whole story about keeping people from dying, whether it was true or a lie, and I tend to believe it was truth. You know, it's it's a power that, you know, many consider to be unnatural and, and all that stuff. But Luke throws everything he has in his power to defend himself to the side. And uh and then he takes he takes the uh takes the lightning. Listen, the emperor knew that that Luke wasn't turning. This guy tends to say that the emperor knew he'd created a rival, and so he had to kill him uh, because he fears Luke. No. No, 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 no. No. No, the emperor. Listen to what he says. When Luke says, I've become, I'm a Jedi like my father, the emperor's retort, so be it, Jedi. It's disgust in his voice. He's disgusted that this punk upstart little kid refuses to give in to the power that he knows is the most powerful power in the galaxy. And so Luke refuses that. Luke has tasted the power of hate. He's tasted the power of anger. And he has stopped in compassion and love for a father that he never knew, but he believes there is good in him, has overcome all of that. And he's like, I'm a Jedi. Now, here's the deal. 
Luke went in. His mission had nothing to do with killing Vader. His mission had nothing to do with killing the emperor. Luke's mission was to turn his father back to the good side. That was his goal. And he was willing to die for it. So was Lucasfilm making tons of money off of merchandising sales? You better believe it. But here's the thing. Lucasfilm pulled back on that a few years after Jedi, not long after Jedi. The toys went away. Lucasfilm didn't try to keep this property as evergreen as they did later on in the 90s. And so there were things here and there just to kind of keep it on the outskirts of fandom and kind of test the waters and that sort of thing. But if it was all about toy sales, man, Lucasfilm wouldn't let that thing go. I, I really believe they would have continued to push. And they would have they would have gotten that strategy to keep things evergreen all the way through the rest of the 80s. But they didn't. Because I'm convinced as much as toy sales helped out Lucasfilm, and they did, and they lined the pockets of George Lucas, what's wrong with that? But I'm convinced that what George Lucas wanted to do was tell a different story than good guy goes and kills the bad guy. And, 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 in, and in an age where we want to tear apart our heroes, in an age where people don't like Superman because he's too good, he's just too good. In an age like that, where we want to see heroes torn down and destroyed, of course we think, oh, this would have been so cool to see Luke go bad. Why? Why? That wouldn't have been cool. Because Return of the Jedi, for all intents and purposes, was the last movie. It was the, it was the final Star Wars. It was the cap-off of a story that began on a moisture farm on Tatooine. And this kid went from being a whiny kid wanting to go to the Tashi Station to pick up some power converters, looking away for adventure and excitement, to realizing a Jedi craves not these things, to doing something that not even Obi-Wan and Yoda thought was possible. Not to kill the evil Darth Vader, but to bring him back to the good side, to bring him back into the light. And as Luke was being shocked to death by the emperor he does he cries out for his father he says father please father please and it's not to save his life it's to save his father's soul because if vader saves luke in luke's mind vader saves his soul plain and simple but what you have here in this theory that will destroy the way you see Star Wars is some guy who just doesn't want Luke to be a good guy. And, and at some point in this thing, this guy says, you know, Luke's smile at the end is like, I turn to the dark side and those suckers don't even know I'm evil. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, this guy is just someone who, he's gotten too much attention for this fan theory. I don't even know his name. I just know it's dumb. It's dumb. 
And that's led people to say, well, Luke Skywalker is the villain because we haven't seen him, and that's going to be the big surprise. No, the big surprise is going to be that Luke is a, is a total awesome Jedi. I, I really don't think that J.J. Abrams, because here's the thing, to, to make Luke the villain of the story ruins everything that's come before. And J.J. Abrams liked everything that came before. You see, J.J. Abrams liked the original trilogy. He was a fan. The, the original trilogy captured the hearts and imagination of people because what it did is it gave us hope. It gave us, I think it gave people hope that even, even, the, even those of us who have fallen the farthest can be redeemed. The story, the tragedy of Darth Vader is that evil consumed his life and he missed out on family. He missed out on true love. He missed out on what was good, and he took other people with him. But the ultimate redemption of Darth Vader is that Anakin Skywalker brought balance to the Force. That Anakin Skywalker, all he wanted was order. That's what Anakin was all about. He wanted order. He wanted an end to all the fighting. He wanted he wanted an end to all the confusion that was there in the Republic. He wanted order, and Anakin Skywalker brought order to the Force—a a force that was in darkness, a force that was um, that was that was hurting. Anakin Skywalker did that because he found love in his heart for his son. So I don't know where Luke will be in Episode Seven. But I really believe that if he's evil, it ruins the original trilogy and it craps all over what George Lucas was wanting to do. Kurtz can say what he wants to about, you know, I saw that we were selling toys in. That's the opinions of a man whose creative ideas were turned down by the creator. I mean, that's really what that is. You can't take what one person said and say, well, here's the theory I'm building off of on this, that they thought this was a better idea. Because what you're doing is you're, you're, you're completely saying that George Lucas had no good ideas because you don't like Ewoks, because you don't like whatever, whatever. So my blood gets a little boily about it. I recognize that. And, and, you know, and I know it's just Star Wars. It's not a big deal. But I'm telling you, man, the the the... In a world where good guy fights bad guy, good guy beats bad guy, kills bad guy, or puts bad guy in jail, we don't get stories of good guy goes to redeem the bad guy. And I think that's one of the things, one of the big things that sets Return of the Jedi and the whole Star Wars saga apart from other genre-type stories, you know? It's not Kirk blowing up Khan's ship. It's not... Um, it, it's, uh, the closest thing we've gotten is Winter Soldier. Captain America Winter Soldier. You know, he's all about trying to turn Bucky back to the good side. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not the typical stuff we get anymore in these genre films that we love so much. And it was different then. It's different now. And, um, and so I, here's... All I'm saying is don't retweet these theories. Don't Facebook post these theories. Just, you know, read them if you want to and then let them go because, you know, it's fun. Maybe it's fun for discussion, but this one just really burned me up because the dude was saying things so definitively. It's like, 
It wasn't even like, here's a fun idea. What if Luke's bad? And here's why I think it may be possible. It was like, this is it, man. And it wasn't even, and it was all interpretations of a look here or a look there or, 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 or taking a quote out of context or taking something that someone who happened to work on the film wanted to do. So, I don't know. That's all, that's all I have to say about that. I didn't mean to get so passionate, guys. But here's, I, I'll, I'll end with this. My mind is not blown by Jar Jar being a secret Jedi, and my mind is certainly not blown about Luke secretly becoming a Sith. It's funny how these two theories have kind of come out around the same time, and one tries to redeem a derided character, and the other one's trying to ruin a beloved character. Isn't that what we do these days? There's nothing wrong with heroes, guys, and there's nothing wrong with, with, uh, with heroes being good, you know? There's something about, and I've said this about Superman before, there's something about a hero who chooses to be good and who chooses to be a light in the midst of great darkness. There's something special about that, and there's something honorable, and there's something worthy to be looked up to about that. You know, I know we want compelling characters and compelling stories. There's something compelling about someone who will not be tainted by the darkness around them, but will rather choose to live above it. Will rather choose to, to be greater than. Because light always dispels the darkness, and darkness cannot exist where the light shines. This has been Steve Star Wars Corner. Now, before we go... I thought it'd be fun to bring back something we've not done in a while, or I've not done in a while. I say I thought it'd be fun, but let's be honest. Um, I don't know. I think there's one listener out there who has fun with, uh, <coughs> excuse me, with these things. Um, and so, yes, I do this for one lone listener. This is bad. Impressions Theater. On today's Bad Impressions Theater, we will experience Bane from The Dark Knight Rises portraying the role of Deputy Samuel Gerard from The Fugitive as he gives his speech uh, to the search people hmm, at the train wreck where Richard Kimball is trying to get away. Ladies and gentlemen, Bad Impressions Theater. Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. Darth Vader breathing, Darth Vader breathing. Our fugitive has been on the run for 90 minutes. Average foot speed over uneven ground where the fire rises, barring injuries, is 4 miles an hour. That gives us a radius of 6 miles. Darth Vader breathing, Darth Vader breathing. What I want out of each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, henhouse, outhouse, and doghouse in that area. Darth Vader breathing, Darth Vader breathing. Checkpoints go up at 15 miles. Your checkpoints go up. I was born to them. Your fugitive's name is Dr. Richard Kimball. Go get him. 
Darth Vader breathing, Darth Vader breathing. <coughs> Excuse me again. Wrong track. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That's Geek Out Loud. That's what we do. Special thanks to Derek Russell and little Wesley for coming on, talking a little Star Wars, talking a little Scooby Snacks. And we appreciate them so much. I don't even know why we continue to do a show after that. We peaked early and we ended on a low note. I did indeed pull a George Costanza. Don't forget audibletrial.com slash geekout. Go get your free trial at audible.com by going to audibletrial.com slash geekout. Free audiobook. It's yours to keep regardless of what you do with your subscription. And it helps the shows out when you do so. Don't forget those Amazon links. Geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com. Those really help out. And of course, if you want to support us directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash geekout. We'd love to have you follow us on Twitter at geekoutloud, at Steve Glosson, at Goliverse. Hey, the Goliverse Reads book club is on Twitter, at Goliverse Reads. And if you want uh, to be reminded of some of the funnier things you've heard or to suggest some quotes, follow at Goliverse Quotes on Twitter. The Facebook is facebook.com slash geekoutloud. And guys, we've got a ton of Goliverse shows. If you like the professional wrestling, check us out on Mark Out Loud. You like music? Hey, check out the latest episode of Rock Out Loud where we uh, listen to, for the first time, Chris and I, the new Def Leppard album, which is really good. It's been on constant rotation on my iTunes, and I can't get enough of it. Of course, Disney Vault Talk. We just, coming up soon on Disney Vault Talk, we'll be releasing our episode on Aladdin. We're smack dab in the middle of the Renaissance. We've got Lion King coming up, and man, are we excited to talk some Lion King at Disney Vault Talk. Rebel Yell is back with the second season of Rebels. So check that out. That's good stuff. Round three. If you're not listening to round three, I feel like you're missing some of the funniest stuff we do in the Goldiverse. All these shows can be found over at geekoutpodcast.com. You'll find the RSS feeds, the iTunes links for those by heading over that way. T-shirt to for sale at geekoutonline.com slash shirts. There's the classic gold shirt. There's the bare bones gold shirt. There's a Mark Out Loud shirt. We've got our baby mushroom shirt for Disney Vault Talk. And we've got, uh, we've got the Rock Out Loud mixtape shirt. All kinds of styles and sizes over there. It's a T Public site, geekoutonline.com slash shirts. Go ahead and mark your calendars for January 23rd, which is going to be our big marathon for Cure Childhood Cancer. The goal is to reach $3,000 raised for Cure that day. It's going to be a great day, as all our marathon days have been fantastic. And if you're in the very deep South Georgia area, near in driving distance of Hazelhurst, Georgia, Head to Mana Cafe and Eatery on November 19th where I'll be appearing doing some stand-up comedy for an hour or so. And uh, there'll be more information about how you may be able to get your hands on a recording of that on a future episodes of Geek Out Loud. Guys, thank you so much for listening. At the end of the day, it's all about having fun. And man, I have a good time doing Geek Out Loud. I have a good time talking about the things that we all geek out about. And there's so much to geek out about. It's a great time not only to be a Star Wars fan, but a superhero fan, a comic book fan. It's a great time to be a genre fan. And if you've got something you want to talk about that we haven't talked about, just email us, geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline 
at gmail.com. Thanks to everyone who joined us live in the chat at Mixler.com slash Goldiverse, the Mixler Zoo crew. In effect. Until next time, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Steve Glosson. We'll see you next time on Geek Out Loud.